You're listening to the Moist Boys Podcast. Hey everybody, this is Josh. Moist Boys Podcast, episode two. In this episode, we'll be talking about some of our favorite music from 2018, a list by no means comprehensive or all-encompassing, but this is just our personal opinions on music in the year 2018. Uh, We did record a much longer episode that went on for uh, about a little over three hours, so we decided to uh, cut it down a little bit, maybe uh, break it up into more manageable bits. So this is part one. Later we will be releasing the other parts where we discuss television and movies and video games. But for now, sit back, relax, and listen to us discuss some of our favorite songs and albums from 2018. Uh, so, what my uh, my new idea is to uh, come up with our new slogan, which would be uh, uh, "Clear eyes, full hearts, moist boys." Which I. Think. <laughs> uh, so on that note, hello everybody, welcome to episode two of the Moist Boys podcast. Uh, for those of you who've been enjoying the Moist Boys gamecast, we will be doing more of those. But I wanted to, or we wanted to. Uh, kind of give you an idea of our taste in movies, music, games, and other fun stuff that's come out this year. Maybe some TV shows. I know I've watched uh, a few Netflix shows this year that I wanted to talk about, or last year, I should say. Uh, So this episode, we're going to be doing our uh, 2018 roundup. I am joined again by Jonathan. Hello. Uh, So I think we should start with Let's go ahead and start with uh, the music of 2018. I know you had a lot of stuff uh, to go over. Uh, so what were some of the highlights of, 20, of music in 2018? Um, for me, some highlights. Uh, I, have, I got a list here of like a bunch of releases that were put out this year um, that I've been pretty consistently listening to. Um, I initially started writing down um, the list as like top albums. Uh, but as I was getting through it, I realized like that doesn't really capture what the the year looked like because there was a lot of people that just dropped singles or um, just like little EPs here and there. And I wanted to make sure that I gave those, like those ones that I really, really liked um, their due as well. So I didn't want it just to come down to like, oh, just nothing but full albums and that's all that I care about. Yeah. Um, so the, the ones that I've been, I feel like, um, so let's start, I guess, starting album wise, uh, ones that I've been listening to the most this year, um, have been, and this is going to be like no particular order for me or anything like that. Um, but, uh, I've been listening to, uh, Mobley fresh lies volume one. Uh, if I were doing like a top 10 list for the year uh this would easily be in my like top three from this year it is a ridiculously good album um and uh, as it turns out he's just like a super cool dude um 
so that's that always makes it that much better to enjoy something uh and he's a local I know this. local person right he's actually from austin texas oh, okay but he just spends a lot of time up here then uh he he's been actually he's been traveling a lot this last this last year because he was doing a tour for this album release uh but he actually just did a couple shows uh over in australia um and then from there he um i don't know if he played any shows but he went to thailand for a little bit i believe as well um and then made his way back uh to texas for new year's eve um where he played a show i think like at midnight he went on uh, in texas um and i've been i've just been <laughs> I realize like saying all of that is stuff that I've seen like off of his Instagram stories and stuff like that. So like, I feel a little bit like a creep, uh, like I've been following the dude, but, uh, it's, I just enjoy watching like artists and what they do. Um, so that album is really good. Uh, all of these, obviously, um, in my opinion, I definitely recommend checking out. forgot came out this year just because 2018 was the longest year ever yeah um but uh first aid kit put out the, the album ruins which every everything they do is so good um i i've been a fan of theirs for just a few years now and they were one of those groups that i uh i discovered after they'd been around for a little bit and i was kind of just like man why didn't i know about you guys right away yeah i think i heard them either 2017 or 2016 um with their song oh now i'm gonna forget what it's called but it's the uh johnny june i think it's called oh emmy lou that's the one um but they they mentioned johnny cash and june carter cash and all the kind of famous country western couples in the in that song yeah that's a great song yeah so that's how I heard, I heard about them. And then I've seen some stuff on, on YouTube. Uh, I haven't purchased any of their albums yet, uh, just because I've been kind of slow on purchasing a lot of media the last couple of years. But they're definitely ones that I like to keep an eye out as far as um, YouTube. And then uh, they pop up a lot on the, the Pandora stations that I've been listening to recently. Yeah. Um, another one on here uh, is a band from Utah uh, who are... In, this is their second album that they just put out this year um and they are very much in the uh the indie scene as it were um it's a band called cinders and they just put out an album uh looking forward to looking back and it is a really really solid album as well um their first album i enjoyed their first album i have to preface with that because i i like these guys a lot um i went to uh this year like right after a week after they put out this album uh, they played a show uh, over in seattle and i went to because it was at a it was a house show and so i actually got to like hang out with them and stuff and they're really cool um but i so I, I downloaded this album and just listened to it for a week leading up to that show and it's such they have like such a good energy that 
they it's they somehow managed to capture their their energy in their album but like when they're playing live like it really comes out a lot more uh, because I, I feel like a lot of times bands try really hard to capture the energy they're putting into their music and uh it doesn't always come out in the recordings but these guys do a really good job of making sure they do that and uh so their first album is is good but i it feels like they it just feels like a first album and uh, this album they they go into areas that are not necessarily like everything's going to be super cool we're going to have a good time song every every song yeah um, which is kind of the kind of the vibe i got from the first album uh there are some slower ones that are a little bit more a little bit heavier uh their mixing just got so much better on the second album um and they didn't uh i i i hate saying this because it just seems it's such a personal thing for me but they weren't afraid to use vocal effects on this album uh it was their first album every single vocal take is just dry and it's not bad but it uh it kind of takes away some of the space from a recording for me if there's no reverb on a vocal i don't feel like you're getting all the space out of the recording that could be there um, you're not conveying like a, a vast amount of space it just feels like somebody's just like right in your ear yeah definitely um definitely uh like it sounds like a bedroom recording more so than if you put a little little reverb on it maybe some quick slap delay yeah and this album uh they definitely they get into that and they do those effects on the vocals and it just opens it up so much um and i think with this one they added a member when they started this album as well who had been touring with them up to the recording of this album um and so that just added another layer as well and the album just is a lot of like really like feel good kind of music um but then ends the album ends on such a kind of intense personal down note that when i was listening to the album for the first time and that that last song ended and then it like ran back around to start the first song again i kind of just like had to go back and re-listen to that last song and really appreciate that that was how they ended the album because it seemed like such a non uh i don't i don't, I don't Pre- uh, presume to know them but it seemed like such a non them move to end on a song like that yeah um, and so that was like really like hit me and was like okay wow these guys these guys know really what they're doing and they're crafting something really cool right now so do they do what kind of sound do they have what's their sound they have um i don't know how to how to describe what kind of sound they have uh so there's uh, the two the two singers um both play guitar uh they got a bass player keyboard player um a sax player and then their drummer and they it's very i guess to to dumb it down to it's like what some of their songs kind of remind me of the most it's if bruno mars's the lazy song was a genre that would kind of be like they kind of play songs like that that are very like bouncy yeah and fun um so that's kind of, that's kind of the i don't know what genre to put that into uh so just kind of uh, uh your kind of offbeat pop kind of stuff kind of yeah yeah i would say they they probably would identify as kind of like a an indie pop band okay uh one of the ones that uh you and I actually went to concert this year was the florence and the machine uh which i got the album to me the album was okay it wasn't it didn't grab me as immediately as uh her older ones did the live show that she put on uh was really 
it was a pretty incredible show as far as the the energy and that she puts into it and being able to com- combine the energy but also the performance i think is something that's is pretty rare that you don't see too often yeah for sure um when i was looking through uh, all of my through my itunes and stuff like i saw that album and i was like i i liked that concert more than i liked that album this year yeah the album kind of has a, a sameness to all the songs where it, it's a really stripped back album which for me i usually prefer to have a a variance in in tone and instrumentation and energy levels and this album yeah. doesn't really have that they have such a an identity as being able to be so bombastic with what they do too and i and i do think what they're what they were actually able to uh their arrangements that they did for the live show were actually better than what i remembered from the album i remembered liking them a lot more with what they did with them live. Yeah, for sure. Listening to it on the album. Cause it has that, what you were talking about where the, the energy of the live show isn't picked up on the recording just because of the, probably the limitations of not having everybody in the same room when they were recording, because that gets really expensive, really fast having to have yeah. six, seven, eight, ten people in the same room and having to, you know, play the song until you nail it perfectly. It usually happens is everyone records their part separately to a click track. And then, so a lot of the energy just kind of gets sapped out of the, out of the song. So I I definitely think the live performances is where they shine. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So what's some of the other high points of music for you this, this last year? Uh, a couple other high points, um, album-wise, that I would just want to go over real quick. Uh, one of them is uh, Low Moon put out an album this year, uh, which is just a self-titled album. And I think they are actually just about to go into a studio to work on their second album right now. Um, but it is a... It's, a I don't, it's another one where it's hard to, to kind of nail down a, a genre for me. Uh, but it reminds me of like early... Um, early uh, elbow work like a sleep in the back kind of album era kind of stuff okay. um it's just very it's a very melancholy album uh but then manages to like end on like a really high energy kind of high note song um which doesn't necessarily come out of nowhere they kind of like sprinkle in things here and there that are like yeah we can we can be up we can be upbeat um and then they end on like the highest upbeat song um and it's just a really really solid really uh calm album that does have um some moments of that very big emotional kind of uh progressions and um arrangements on it that just work really well uh i the one one of the the i think like the biggest song kind of to come off of that album um is a song called loveless which is about seven and a half minutes long and just the way it builds um and the chorus is kind of like just come in and kind of like punch you in the face almost with how like just high uh like a dramatic effect of like everything that the the chorus does um with the drumming and the 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 guitar and everything um and then it kind of it it kind of uh goes into again coming back to elbow it kind of goes into newborn territory for me where there's like this, this little lull in the middle of it with the organ swelling and then kind of uh, comes back and then brings back to the chorus again which is really big and then ends on that and it's i think just for for me personally i think it was like the perfect song of 2018 uh, 
that I listen to all year. I just, I, I keep going back to it and I'm never tired of it. Yeah. Uh, um, and, uh, yeah, that's just a, a real, real good album. I like that one a lot. Um, uh, an artist that I discovered through basically like a, a, a YouTube playlist of like, Hey, here's a bunch of artists that are kind of independent and are trying to get in the world. Um, here is, just a playlist of songs that I've been listening to. Um, then it's a, a YouTube channel called Alex Rainbird. And that's really what they do is they compile these playlists of like indie artists and stuff. And then they put it out and they have, um, they actually have like a pretty big following of people. So they're helping to spread the word of independent artists. And I think that's a really cool thing. Yeah, I think I've seen that on YouTube. There's some other playlists they've had on there. Yeah. I like, I like the, the playlist they put together a lot of the time. Um, one of the artists that they put on there this year, and I apologize if I say this name incorrectly, uh, but I feel like I've heard it said before, so I think I'm going to not butcher it. Uh, but her name is Tia Gostello. Um, she's an artist from Australia who I think turned 19 this year or something like that. She maybe, maybe it was just 18. I don't even know, but like she just put out an album this year, and uh, the album's called Thick Skin. And listening to it, it's one of those albums where, like, a lot of times people have their first album. And you'd be like, "Oh man, this is your this is your first album." It has like that written all over it. Um, but like, this is an album where it's like, "Wow, you struck gold with whoever came in and was like, I want to help you. I want to help you make this be the best album it can possibly be.'" And it sounds so good. And it kind of it kind of genre hops a little bit. Uh, there are some songs that I listen to it. And I'm just like, "Man, this reminds me of." Uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, or this song reminds me a lot of like Lana Del Rey. Um, and there's not a song on there that I'm just like, eh, I'm not really in the mood for this one right now, and I'll skip it. Yeah. I can just put on that album, just listen to the whole thing. Um, and it's just another one of those things where I, I see an artist, and then I'm like, wait, you're you're only how old? Yeah. What the hell am I doing with my life? <laughs> uh, just to really briefly go on a Lana Del Rey tangent uh she's one of those people where i don't understand the backlash i feel like i've seen a lot of particularly online it's not what i like about her stuff is that she takes things that are genres that are pretty traditional but is able to she has a very particular style to her songwriting as far as like the lyrics go and stuff she has like a unique perspective compared to what you would typically find where people would take a pretty basic genre and kind of kind of stay within that. So that's my uh, Lana Del Rey rant for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I go back and forth on Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey. Um, I think kind of the part of the backlash comes from like her persona can sometimes seem manufactured to people, and I think that's where it mostly comes from. Of like, oh, you don't actually live in like this decadent world that you paint and your music, but of course like nobody fucking does. So I don't know why that's a thing people care about. I guess that's why I just generally tend not to pay attention to that aspect of it. And I'm, I'm more of a, a listen to music kind of person as opposed to focusing on the, on all the, on all the other stuff. Um, I also know part of it was that uh, she got on SNL before people thought she had quote unquote earned it. Um, so I think that was, that was part of it. And apparently there was some sort of technical difficulties. So she didn't have any monitors in her when she was performing. So they, 
it wasn't the best performance in the world but as a brief aside about that i feel like snl has kind of tried their best to not necessarily always just grab somebody who has the biggest hit at the time but to also grab people who are more up and coming though yeah like i feel like that's kind of what they aspire to be some of the time Uh, a lot of the time it is just like who what actor has a movie coming out now what artist is like playing on every single radio station um but i don't necessarily think there's like a quote-unquote earn for being on snl like you just have to be doing something that the producers of that show like and feel like there's an audience for it and then they will pull them in there yeah but i mean this is also the the internet that got upset that arcade fire wasn't famous enough when they won album of the year a few years ago for the suburbs which i totally think that they deserve because that's one of those albums where you, you can put it on and you you kind of have to listen to it beginning to end well you don't have to listen to it beginning to end but you definitely gain something more from the from all the songs when you kind of are able to take it all in in at once so as a singular piece yeah uh but that's uh neither here nor 2018 so um <laughs> yeah that's there i was gonna say also as a, just a real quick literally every performance i feel like i have seen on snl is literally the worst performance of that song yeah yeah typically either the sound is flat or just mixed really poorly yeah or, which is i don't know how people can get away with that particularly when you can get go on to youtube and find a lot of really really well mixed performances like uh i think the av club in particular from what i've from what i've watched they have really good mixes on theirs like not even just like perfectly balanced and everything just sit sits right where it needs to be mm-hmm. i think it just comes down to um just one of the engineers they hire because um, another site so another uh another channel on uh, YouTube that I follow is audio tree uh, where they just have bands come in and they'll just do sets and they'll interview them in between songs, but it's all live. Like they don't, uh, they don't process it afterwards. They mix it, how it's going to sound. And like their engineers are spot on every time. Yeah. Um, and then like once they're done recording it, that's what gets sent out. Um, and so like the ability to do it well, is out there yeah just for some reason none of the people at snl have ever produced like a good recording that i just listened to and been like oh man i'm glad i listened to that it's just always something like you were saying like it always just seems really flat and i wonder how much of that is just a holdover from the 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 tube tv era where the most you would get would be just a stereo mix so they're they just haven't updated their their system yet because i feel like anyone that's not mixing in at least a 5.1 for their broadcast is really dropping the ball at this point yeah uh so some of the other uh, albums that i got that came out this year as far as buying albums my uh i realized that my music list is pretty short um but i found a uh a couple of new bands um one is a uh singer songwriter guitarist um named adrienne lenker she's the lead singer for a band called big thief that's been around for a few years um i would recommend looking up their stuff on youtube there's a lot of good stuff on there yeah but she just released uh an album this year called abyss kiss uh it's a little bit more the funny thing is it's kind of like i was talking about uh 
the Florence and the Machine where it's it's a lower key album and it kind of the the songs are similarly um, themed but I think in this case it works because most of the songs it's just her and her guitar so it's it's more of a stripped down thing rather than with the Florence and the Machine album you can kind of sense the rest of the band there wanting to jump in but kind of being held back yeah um, but that's uh, that was that's a good album and then the the first track I heard off of that was called uh so the the adrian linker song that i was trying to think of was, is called symbol uh there's a few different versions on youtube they're all worth listening to and you can actually listen to the album on youtube with some ads sprinkled in um i listen to it and it's definitely a good one for kind of relaxing and getting out of any frazzled headspace you're in i just got a quick uh couple other uh, things on here uh one of them uh, was a band that i discovered probably i think la- no 2017 uh not last year i gotta keep stop saying this year for 2018 <laughs> yeah uh, so in, in 2017 um i discovered a band called now now uh whose last album had dropped in 2012 and then they went on a hiatus and the, the band kind of broke up um they got the two the two main members the singer and the drummer got back together and folded in a couple new guys and then um, recorded an album and put it out uh, in 2018 called uh, so the album's called saved and it is such a huge departure from what they were doing before because they were doing that like really kind of heavy indie rock kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, like if, uh, if death cab for cutie had balls, which is a really ironic thing to say because both the singers were female. Um, so it's more like uh, not a surf then. Yeah, I get, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the album that they just dropped is so, synth heavy and it's like a, it's a very synth pop album and the first time i listened to it i was like oh hell yeah this is completely different and as much as i i liked that other album uh threads uh this one it feels like a 2018 album um and it, it's just a really a really good album as well um that's it as far as um oh no uh, another one on here i was an artist uh, called harrison uh, who put out an album, um, Apricity, I believe. I'm saying that correctly. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I found out about him because uh, he collaborated with a an artist that I knew from uh, watching her videos on YouTube, uh, which is uh, Daniela Andrade. And uh, she appears on, I think, I think it's a couple songs on this album. But So I listened to that whole album. That whole album is really good as well. other uh, albums that came out uh, so saint vincent released an album i think that was 2017 called mass seduction and then last year she came out with a a piano version i guess it's it's her and a pianist they went through and they re reworked all the songs so it's just it's just the guy on piano and her singing along and from what oh, interesting yes from what i can i can tell from the way it sounds is it it sounds like they just recorded all the songs live uh, together at the same time so uh, a lot of the songs actually it uh, creates a, a new kind of a new aspect to the song that you didn't necessarily hear before so 
Uh, that's a good one uh, to check out. Oh, here I go, making a scene. Oh, here I am, your pain machine. I am a lot like you. I am alone. Uh, a new band that I had not heard of before last year that I started listening to is called Slothrust. They're kind of not necessarily punk, but kind of like a slacker rock. And they have an album called The Pack that I uh, I picked up. Uh, all the songs that I've heard from them um, and their past from that and their past albums are, are really good. And then there's an, a, a band from Scotland uh, called Frightened Rabbit, uh, who the lead singer has done a bunch of side projects, and uh, he actually did one last year, uh, and they called the the band Master System, and they released an album. Uh, it's kind of a kind of like a post rock kind of album, I guess you would say. It's okay, kind of. R- reminiscent of like the early to mid 80s kind of guitar rock kind of sound where it's yeah, it kind of reminds me of that of that kind of stuff like uh the cult or or something like that uh, gotcha yeah but all of those all those albums are are really good so worth checking out and uh i'm gonna I'm not sure how to do it i'll probably do it on the the patreon page i'm just gonna post all of the all of our lists that we put together here and so uh, anything that's mentioned here can get be checked out later and maybe throw up some links for stuff that we want to throw people toward yeah for sure that'd be super cool I am lost in Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode two of the Moist Boys podcast. We will continue this conversation in the upcoming episodes. Until then, you can find me at Collage Kids on Twitter. You can find uh, the Moist Boys podcast at Moist Boys Pod. And you can find Jonathan at Trusty C Music. Uh, before we go, I just wanted to introduce uh, a friend of ours who is a big cinephile. He loves movie quotes, and uh, we just wanted to share a little segment from him, let him share some of his favorite movie quotes. Uh, so without further ado, here is Dale Abernathy. Hello, everybody. It's me, Dale Abernathy, here to share some of my favorite movie quotes on the Movie Quote Corner. Uh, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a little film that's... Uh, derided in certain circles but i think it's a it's a mighty fine movie and it's one of my favorites it's called batman and robin starring george clooney uh in this particular scene we got uh poison ivy who's a villain in the film uh she's trying to get one over on the the dark knight and her boy wonder and she uh goes in to give robin a big old kiss uh but uh unfortunately for her robin's come up come up uh ahead of her this time and uh so uh robin says uh i hate to disappoint 
against you, but rubber lips are immune to your charms. And he pulls off them rubber lips so she can't uh, uh, pump her pheromones into his body. And that's a pretty good scene from that movie. Uh, let's see. Uh, one of my other favorite films. I don't remember too well, uh, but I remember liking it when I saw it. But it's a little film called Roadhouse. And one of the lines I remember that from that movie is when uh, the character says, uh, Do you enjoy pain? Pain don't hurt. And I think that's a really true thing you can... Uh, you can really uh, take into your life and uh, and apply it to your everyday situations. Uh, one of my a film I'm not uh, uh, too big on is uh, the film X Men, but uh, one of my favorite characters from that movie is uh, is the character Storm. A, br- a brilliant, uh, a brilliant performance by the uh, Halle Berry's. And uh, the best line from the movie, in my personal humble opinion, is. Uh, is when uh, she's fighting the villain uh, Toad, uh, played by Ray Park, and uh, and uh, he's all flying up in the air, trying to hold on, and she's trying to blow him out to sea, and uh, a Storm turns to Toad, and she says, uh, do you know what happens to a Toad when it gets struck by lightning? The same thing that happens to everything else, and uh, that's a real good thing, and it really uh, teaches that son of a bitch a lesson, I'll tell you. Uh, so that's been another episode of the Movie Quote Corner. I'd like to thank y'all for listening today. And uh, just to sign off, I will say, uh, please come back next time where I'll be sharing some of my favorite movie quotes. <laughs>